up on NRL teams. Paul McGregor has survived for now, but what do Dragons players have to do to save their coach long-term? Anthony Seabold rushes in a premiership winner to help inspire his baby-faced Broncos, who were left embarrassed in their own backyard. Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary return from suspension as the Bunnies try to bounce back from three straight losses and Penrith prepare for the Battle of the West. And there are a couple of grumpy coaches in the game at the moment. Sick and tired of the ups and downs of performance, simple as that. Play like children tonight. But will the Tigers and Raiders lineups look different in round five? Hello and welcome to NRL Teams brought to you by Telfast. Yes, plenty of questions. We'll have answers to uh, those very shortly when the teams for round five drop in a couple of minutes. But the big news today is that Paul McGregor remains coach of the Dragons for now. Here's the club's statement uh, from earlier this afternoon. Although the board acknowledges the club's performances so far throughout 2020 have been unacceptable, we will continue to support Paul, his staff and the team through these tough times. We're committed to Paul as coach of the St George Illawarra Dragons and look forward to seeing him right the wrongs of the opening month of the current campaign. They go on to say, we are a club that stands by our people when under pressure. This is a time for loyalty, strength and commitment from the players, board, coach and staff to improve. So uh, the big question there, Noddy, uh, are you surprised by the news? No, not really. I think they've been very disappointing, the Dragons, and they were also very disappointing from about round 10 to the end of the season last year. So this is, hasn't just been a start of 2020 that's been poor. It's been halfway through 2019, uh, finished, the off season, finished the season very poorly, under enormous pressure now. Uh, for some reason, it's blamed the coach a lot of time when the clubs go bad. Uh, I'm glad the board have gave full support, but they're going to have to be pretty strong all year because every time they keep losing or if they go on another losing streak, it's going to be let's sack Mary, let's sack Mary, let's sack Mary. And I, and I think what that does is it just, just causes a huge drain on the club. Mm. What needs to happen now, Robbie, yeah. for him to hold on to his job long term? Well, first and foremost, the players need to perform. You know, I think yeah. you know, they need to put their hand up because what they've been dishing out, what they dished out again on the weekend, uh, wasn't good enough. And, and not is right. You can't just blame the coach. You know, the coach isn't out there on the field. There's only so much he can do through the week. Um, yeah, he's working his backside off to prepare this team. Um, to go out there and win a game of footy and their performance on the weekend against a, a bulldog side uh, that was sitting on the bottom of the table with them mm. uh, just was not good enough and it wasn't up to NRL standards. So I think the players need to take ownership. Um, and then now I'd, I'd like I just not wouldn't want to see it turn into a trial by media. You know I think now just let Mary get on with his job. Uh, I know it's going to be tough, but the the challenge for the club now is going to be another loss. It's going to be in the papers again. Players are going to be getting asked about it. You know during the week. And then it becomes a distraction. So they need a win and they need a win fast. They play Sunday night. And I've been through some form slumps and some coaches who have been under enormous pressure. But the old days used to be you'd end up throwing training out, not going to training. Yeah. You, go, you generally would go to the pub and have a few beers and just yeah. sort all your differences out. And it actually, all you need is one win. And then that confidence comes back and the pressure's off and then you float through it. So Bring it back. Whether the dragons, I, I agree. The Dragons have got to look for something different. Because if they go to training every day, and they just train and train and train with all this media speculation. They'll be drained by Sunday night. All right, well, we'll have to wait and see whether Mary makes any changes for his round five lineup. But uh, that's a serious stuff. Uh, let's have some fun now by looking back at uh, these two guys' prediction for round four. James Tedesco will score a double. My head was no James Tedesco. The elevated temperature today meant that he stayed 
back home in Sydney. Bulldog Dragons game of the season. McGuinness, it's Clune, short ball there for Brazil and on play number one, they turn it over. Oh, it's a horror show. It really is. It's sad. Now, Robbie, you just said well, off air that it was actually a cracking game. You enjoyed it. Well, you must have left out the word at the start of my sentence. Worst game of the season. Okay. So I don't know what happened there. Okay. And wrong again? You've, you've cursed Teddy now. Yeah, I've not, I just let him, I'll let him stay at home and freshen up. They didn't need him anyway, did they? <laughs> no. Well, the good news is, the good news <laughs> no, is uh, Robbie didn't curse the Titans. They had their first win. Oh, yeah. uh, hopefully uh, they remain... Uh, Oh, I'll get another win this week for all Titans fans. Uh, Noddy, your MVP votes for this week? Yeah, I think a player that was outstanding and a, and a Newcastle team that are going great as well with great pack of forwards. Uh, Mitchell Pearce controlling us from outside backs is Caelan Ponga. Uh, he got my three points. And if Newcastle are going to sign him, for, I don't care how long he wants and how much it's going to cost him, but they certainly have to sign him. Uh, two points to Luke Keary, as you said, with no James Tedesco at the Roosters. I thought he was outstanding. And one point was a man that was under probably... A little bit of, not pressure, but probably felt pretty poor from the week before, Matt Burton. I thought he had a wonderful performance, knowing Nathan Cleary was coming back, had to perform uh, and responds with a couple of tries and, and steers Penrith to victory. Robbie, yep. Alan Ponga features in yours as well. Yep, Ponga got my three as, as well, same as Noddy. Uh, my two points went to another Newcastle player, Bradman Best, who uh, just 18 years old, yep. which just blows my mind, to be honest. And uh, he just seems to be getting better and better uh, by the week. And then my one point was Cameron Munster, uh, for the Storm, who I thought was back to his best on Friday night. All right, uh, the teams are officially in for round five, so let's get things underway looking at Thursday night action between the Sea Eagles and the Broncos, and things are pretty settled at Sea Eagles headquarters at the moment for the second straight week. Des Hasler hasn't made any changes, despite Manly going down to the Eels in heartbreaking fashion in round four. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, mass changes for the Broncos after last Thursday's massacre at Suncorp Stadium. Xavier Coates replaces Corey Oates on the wing. The 19-year-old will play his fourth NRL match while Oates moves to the back row alongside the promoted Joe Offa-Hengawi. Katoni Staggs is the big inclusion in the centres after serving a one-match ban. He's in for Jesse Arthurs, who has been overlooked. Matt Lodge comes into the starting side while Ben Teo will play his first NRL match since the 2014 Grand Final. Tom Flegler drops back to the bench alongside the club's newest recruit while Jamil Hopawadi and Ethan Bullimore appear to be the casualties for last week's loss. An update on a couple of other Broncos players. Alex Glenn has returned to uh, running, which is good news. Jake Turpin looks like he's about four weeks away and David Fafita is out of a knee brace off his crutches but it's still at least a month away as well. Uh, let's uh, focus on the Seagulls, Robbie. Uh, beaten in heartbreaking fashion, as I said, controversial fashion with that forward pass against the Eels. But are you worried about their attack? No, look, I'm not. Um, you know, they've been going along nicely and they came up against a, a pretty good side in, in Parramatta that started the, the season, especially defensively. Parramatta's been really strong to start the season. And look, I don't think you can, you're not going to beat your best uh, every week and fluent in attack. But what I liked about... Uh, the Eagles was you know, their their attitude and their resilience. They were down, I think, 18-2 at one stage during yeah. the game. Game could have easily got away from them. They found a way to claw themselves back in just through grit. You know, they got a, a try to Dylan Walker, another one, I think, to Fua down the left edge, and then could have easily come up with a match-winning play under pressure uh, to win the game. Um, so for me, uh, the character they showed outweighs um, you know the, the way they were in their attack because I think that'll come. Noddy, speaking of under pressure, the Broncos under, are under immense pressure right now. After their loss the other night, Ben Teo wasn't coming in in the eyes of Anthony yeah. Seabold. Sworn in today. Is it the right move? 
Well, I think they've got to rush some senior players back. There's no leader for the side. Uh, ben Teo is an absolute winner. Obviously won a premiership uh, at South Sydney a number of years ago, gone off to rugby. Uh, I think he's a wonderful player. It, it might take him a few weeks at least to get the feeling of rugby league again and get the bit of that match fitness back. But at least he's been there and done all the big games, played rep football, uh, been thereabouts because... They should respond, the Broncos. How poor they were last week. You've got to have some personal pride. You'll respond, but whether that respond is good enough to beat and Manly will get in the fight, well, I'm not too sure. Does this change in the coach's mindset, Robbie, show how desperate the Broncos are right now? Oh, I think so. It's going to show everyone, <laughs> you know. Um, they're copping it from all ends. They're copping it from ex-legends of the yeah. club. Um, you know, the media. Uh, you know, it happened late last year in the semi-final uh, where they got held to zero, you know, 50-something points to zero against Para. It's happened again now, so they need to respond. Um, yeah, you, you've got to see a response. Yeah, you can't. That's not acceptable, especially for yeah. a club like the Broncos, who are such a proud club, rich in history, uh, have, a, have a history of success. Um, yeah, that's just not good enough what they dished up, and they need, there needs to be a response this week against the Seagulls. OK, you mentioned that big loss against the Eels last year. 58-0 uh, it was, 59-0 on the weekend. And they're not the only big losses that Anthony Seabold's team has had under his reign uh, since the early days in 2019. Round four, big loss there to the Roosters, then the Rabbitohs, then the Eels, the Storm, the Eels again. Funnily enough to see the Eels there uh, three times on that list. Uh, 34-6 earlier this year and the Roosters again. At what point do these big losses have an effect on such a young squad, Noddy? Because... I guess the big question is, can it have psychological scarring on them? Oh, no, I don't think it will. The problem has been they've let go of some senior players over a couple of years. They've rebuilt a roster. Uh, they were traditionally known for having such a strong roster with experienced players and they could you know, bring in the youth. But what they did is they had to let go of some, some, some older, uh, more senior players because of the, the talent of the kids coming through. Kids are going to get beat yeah. occasionally. The kids are going to have bad games occasionally. Sometimes you're going to get blown off the park because... That's what first grade football is. Look at the good sides that win the competition. They've got the four or five really key senior players that set the standards and the tone for the club. The Broncos don't have that at the moment. Well, they need a couple of their big names back as soon as possible. Let's turn our attention to Friday night footy. The Warriors against the Cowboys at Central Coast Stadium from 6pm. There could be a couple of key ins for the Warriors this week. Lachlan Burr returns after missing the past two matches due to a head knock he suffered at training. He's in the front row, so Adam Blair shifts to lock. Ignatius Parsi has been named in Jersey 18 after he served a one-match suspension, while Petahiku will probably slot into the centres if he overcomes a rib injury by Friday night. Isaiah Papali'i drops out of the 17. The Cowboys, well, we saw him light up the Perth Nines. Now Hamaso Tabuai Fido gets his chance to bring hammer time to the NRL. He's in for Ben Hampton, who has been dropped. Experienced hooker Jake Granville has also been overlooked with Reese Robson brought in to start. Cohen Hess returns from an ankle injury, forcing Gavin Cooper to the bench alongside fresh face Ruben Cotter. North Queensland fans will be crossing their toes and fingers all week with Jason Talmalolo pushing to return from bone bruising in his knee. John Asiata is facing four to six weeks out with a knee injury he picked up against the Sharks. Let's focus on the Warriors first, Noddy. How much are they missing their big men in Fusatua and Malmilo 
Big, big men, yeah. tough carries, good finishes. And they normally run for over 200 metres when they're, when they're at their best. Uh, as you said, Zach, I think the, the importance of the game these days is wingers have got to start the sets off um, because of the momentum that it can create with the, with the defence now going backwards. The six-to-go call is quite huge. And then, as you said, they're, they come up with, they're the guys that score the tries a lot, especially the right edge for the Warriors. That's the, the strike edge that normally gets a lot of the ball. But... Geez, their consistency has been poor. Like they were wonderful in round three, and then round four, you've got the Warriors of old back, haven't we? They just looked like they were lame. They didn't turn up, uh, and they didn't get in the challenge against Penrith last I weekend. Th- I think you're going to find that with the Warriors this year. Obviously, living away from home yeah. and the challenges that come with that, being away from family, being in a hotel day in day out, week in week out, emotionally, that's going to be draining. And I think you're going to find with the Warriors, they're going to be up and down all year as they go along. What about the Cowboys? Uh, they've been a little bit up and down, uh, losing to the Sharks on the weekend. Not uh, Robbie. They relied on one JT and Jonathan Thurston for the yeah. good best part of the last decade. Are they relying too much on their current JT and Jason Tamalolo? He missed that match, yeah. and he normally <laughs> runs for two to three hundred metres. Well, he's that good a player; it's hard not to rely on him. Yeah. Um, and how do you replace a player like Jason Tamalolo? Is is almost irreplaceable. Um, look, I don't think you can replace him, but the players in the side, uh, you know, they need to take the ownership and say, look. We need to contribute a little bit more because he's not here this week. Um, and you've got some experienced players in there. Jordan McLean, Cohen Hess, Josh Maguire. So they've been around for a long time and they need to, they need to take ownership whilst... Yeah, because sometimes when you've got a player like Tamalolo on the field, you just wait for him to do something. Yeah. You always wait because you know he's going to come up with that play. You know he's going to take the tough carry and get you out of trouble. But when he's not there, those other senior players you know, need to put their hand up. OK, the Cowboys say that Tamalolo is a 50-50 chance to play this weekend. Uh, they're having a post-session today. If he gets through that OK, then hopefully he will be part of their 17. Uh, can't wait for the late game on Friday night. Probably game of the weekend in Round 5. The Eels against the Panthers. Battle of the West. Bankwest Stadium, 7.55pm Eastern on Friday. The Eels are flying high on top of the ladder and receive a big boost this week with Nathan Brown returning from suspension. He hasn't played since round two, so it's an 82-day wait for the fiery locked forward. Murata near Corey makes way for Brown, dropping to the interchange with Brad Takarangi falling outside of the 17. Let's look at the Panthers. The Prince of Penrith returns. Nathan Cleary comes back from a two-week suspension after Breaching social distancing measures during the TikToker of Penrith. The TikToker, you know all about that. (laughs) You know all about that, Noddy. Uh, During the season shutdown, Uh, Jerome Luai partners clearing the halves. Chosen ahead of Matt Burton, who is the utility option on the bench. James Tamo plays his 250th NRL match. Uh, Liam Martin is named on the interchange with Mitch Kenny and Billy Burns named outside the 17. Dylan Edwards is in jersey 21 and a chance to. Uh, be a late inclusion if he overcomes his hamstring injury by Friday night. Uh, Robbie, uh, Nathan Brown, he's always a fiery character. No doubt he will be this weekend. But does his inclusion make this pack the most or the best balanced in the whole NRL? Oh, I think so. I think I said at the start of the year that he's the leader of that pack. Uh, I really love what he brings to their game. His line speed, his aggression, uh, his carries with the ball. Uh, he's really become as I said, a senior player and a leader of that pack. So they just get better and better. And, uh, you know, they've had the, the luxury, and Brad Arthur's had the luxury of just naming a side 1-17 to 17 pretty much every week, especially in key positions. Um, and that leads to consistency when you can do that. I think you talk about the lock now. You look at what Victor Radley did for the Roosters. Obviously, um, Travojevic does for Manny. That ball-playing lock now has turned into the extra pivot. Yeah. It takes the pressure off the dummy half, takes the pressure off the halfback. And he can, he can dummy and run tough Brown like a front rower, and then he can ball play as skillful as a Moses and a Dylan Brown. And he can also whack as well, so no doubt the Panthers... Tigers Jr. will let go. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, you mentioned the, the halves. Uh, what a battle we've got with yeah. Moses against Cleary. Uh, Mitch Moses wants the Blues number seven jersey. Nathan Cleary uh, is probably the front runner at the moment. But five months out from Origin. What do you expect from this battle? Yeah, well, I think it's a good battle because Nathan Cleary uh, had the New South Wales jersey for Game 1 and Game 2 last year before he got injured. Obviously, he comes back in for the first time in 20, from his little suspension. Uh, and, and Mitchell Moses has taken his game to a new level. Uh, obviously, there's been talks now that he's in the calculation of Brad Fittler to be the, in, the, in the New South Wales uh, team or squad. Um, obviously, getting coached by Andrew Johns, getting that tuitionship, uh, being consistent, and he's managing a game very well. And, you know, coming up with the simple plays, which is probably what Origin's all about. So I look forward to the big battle on, on Friday night. You know, I think obviously the forgotten man in the conversation is is Mitchell Pearce. And I think the fact that Origin's at the end of the, the season this year, uh, whichever whichever halfback can take their club deep into the final series is going to be a massive bonus for them in getting picked for Origin at the, at the end of the year. And Mitchell Pearce is the incumbent, Game 3 last year. A lot of experience in Origin as well, so I wouldn't rule him out of the equation. When Nathan Cleary uh, was suspended, Robbie, he said that he knew he let his teammates down. Is there any chance that he could try and overplay his hand in such a big game, wanting to do too much for his team this weekend? Oh, look, I, I don't think so. I think he's, he's got a pretty good temperament for a young kid and uh, he knows what's required of him, so he'll just slot straight back in. And uh, For me, I, I think he, he'll just you know, fall back into what he does best and, and that'll be just running the show there, kicking well. Uh, defensively, he's always pretty strong as a halfback, uh, which I like, and, um, and, and he's running the ball. He's always a threat. Okay, so uh, has Ivan Cleary gone with the right man outside him, Noddy? Well, I think you know, I think Matt Burton probably could feel a little disappointed because he was very good last week. Um, they've got two great positions, haven't they? They've got Burton that can come off the bench and play probably some dummy half, and, and Luai could also play the versatile role and the 5-8 role. So you know, Nathan Cleary, just, as Robbie said, he's more of a runner, isn't he? He's not the old stand back and steer aside around him. He'll run the ball, uh, which means you need a, a sort of an extra running 5-8, which both Luai and Burton are. So... Tough position, to, not a tough position, good position yeah. to be on for, for, for the coach, but they've always had plenty of talent out there. I think, I think also if they get Edwards back, that even makes the side better again because then they've got a ball-playing fullback and a support runner. That's what you've been calling for uh, all season for the uh, Panthers. Uh, of course, everyone will want to be tuning into this match, the Battle of the West uh, between the Eels and Panthers. You can watch it uh, on 9, Foxtel, KO, Sky Sports, right here uh, on the NRL uh, app as well and also if you're overseas you can watch uh, using the NRL Global Pass. Alright, let's look at our next match for the weekend. The Rabbitohs against the Titans who enjoyed their first win on the weekend. This is also at Bankwest Stadium Saturday afternoon. James Roberts has been named to return for his first match since the season break following a stint in a rehabilitation facility last month. He replaces Braden Burns, who has been overlooked, along with Mark Nichols and Keon Kalamatangi. Cody Walker is a huge addition after serving a two-match ban. He's in for Troy Dargan at 5'8". Patrick Mago and Bailey Sirinan are the fresh faces on the bench. After making countless changes over the past two weeks, a win has brought some stability to Justin Holbrook's squad. The new coach has, named, has made no changes to his Titans lineup that enjoyed their first win in 364 days. Robbie, uh, the Bunnies, what will Cody Walker bring to their squad that they've been missing in their last two losses? Points. Just in one word, yeah. points. You know, he's a threat. He's got points in him. Uh, he's, he's just a natural footy player. He's instinctive. And I think these new rules, if they're going to suit any half in the competition, mm -hmm. they're going to suit Cody Walker. Uh, broken play, you know, a lot more you know, space around the ruck. Um, and Cody's just he's going to take advantage of that all night long. Uh, so I think, yeah, in, in, in one word, it's just, he's just going to bring points. 
Noddy, what will he be able to do, though, if their forwards don't win the battle up front? Nothing. Because yeah. I, I think that's the big key. Obviously, we've, we saw that um, Cameron Murray's gone back to the middle forward, uh, middle forward, which means they should get some quicker play the balls. Damien Cook had a dummy half. The whole new, the new rule is great if you can win the forward battle. If you win the forward battle, get quick play the balls and get over the advantage line with the defence standing still, that's how you get to, to pull it apart. Cody Walker, if that defence is not going backwards, still won't be great for him. They've lost three in a row, South. So I think South... South's under a little bit of pressure. No one's really spoken well, we, about we it. We mentioned it at the start of the year, and we said they were a little bit top-heavy in the outside backs, yeah. and a little bit underdone in the forwards. You lose Sam Burgess, you lose John Sutton. Yes. Uh, George Burgess moved on to England, so you lose a lot of experience there, and they didn't bring anyone in. Jai Arrow didn't come in this year. They're, they're expecting him to come, but they've got to wait 12 months. So then all of a sudden, they're very light on in the forwards, and as you said, you're not going forward, you're not going to get many points. Justin Holbrook made mass changes. He dropped some yeah. big names, but what does a settled lineup do to the confidence of a team? Yeah, it gives them confidence. Obviously, winning their first game in 12 months will be a huge belief for them. Uh, he would have worked really hard in the off-season to, to try and change them things, bringing in his own style. Um, it was a pretty scrappy sort of affair, but they, they won it in the end. Um, obviously, they did play late what, late Sunday. Yep. Late Sunday, so you'd think it, you know this team is pretty settled. Um, Coaches normally go in, give the players benefit of the doubt, give the superstars benefit of the doubt. They train all off-season. They win a game with the big name changes, and, and it worked. Well, I obviously watched this game, and Tigers up 12-0 after 10 minutes, and I thought it was going to be a cricket score. And they showed great character to get back into it. Then again, the Tigers started the second half really well, went out to a 10-point lead, and the, Tigers, uh, the Titans came back again. So I think Justin Holbrook will be really pleased with the character his side showed under pressure, not having won in almost a year, to come back. And, and for me... Tyrone Peachy playing in the middle of the park. I thought he like he just looked dangerous. It looked like something was going to happen every time he touched the yeah. ball. Uh, so I think yeah, he's just got to leave him in the middle of the park there and just let him roam and just let him go. Can I, I want to say young Tonamapia is a great signing for him. Come out of the good Melbourne Storm system, goes away, does his two-year Mormon mission. Uh, sometimes their recruitment could have been better. Could have been better, <laughs> but I think this decision is great because he's yeah. good for the culture of the club. He trains hard. He's coming out of a good system, and, and he, again, he was wonderful yeah. on the weekend for him. Speaking of wonderful, uh, Adam O'Brien's doing a wonderful yeah. job up in the Hunter at the moment. It's only early doors, so we can't get too excited. But of course, uh, the Knights take on the Storm on Saturday afternoon at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, let's look at the home side. Surprisingly, Kurt Mann has been named despite suffering an ankle injury against the Raiders. He's still in some doubt with teammates saying that he was limping around training today. So Tex Hoy and Phoenix Crossland are options to start at 5-8 in his place if he is no good. Lachlan Fitzgibbon is a chance of returning from a hamstring injury, while Tautau Moga is also amongst the reserves. It's what Coach Kamali has been calling for since last year, and Coach Bellamy still hasn't listened to you, Noddy. A hand injury won't see... Uh, oh. It's well, easy not to name it because then if you name Cameron we'll Smith at half-back today, it doesn't okay, work. Get deals it all week. All right. Jerome Hughes misses two to three weeks, but Craig Bellamy has opted to keep Riley Jacks at half-back. Uh, Cam Smith, he's at hooker. Brent Lee remains in the centres. Josh Adokar has been named despite copping a whack to the ribs on the weekend. And Nelson Asser for Solomona, a big in uh, on the bench. Uh, Noddy, we'll start with the home side. If Kurt Mann is ruled out, yep. who should come in? Tex Hoy or Phoenix Crossland? Well, there was some reports in the off-season that Tex Hoy was gonna, or should have got the jump. He didn't get the jump, but then he made his debut the other day and did a, a really good job at it. Um, Kurt Mann is a runner. Uh, Tex Hoy seems to be a runner. You know, we've got Mitchell Pearce, we've got Caelan Ponga, so you don't really need to find a ball-playing, uh, really creative guy. But I think, I think Tex Hoy, who's been named on the bench... Um, can just move up into the starting position and then Phoenix Crossland just can just move forward onto the bench. Uh, it, it's a good position to have it. 
I'll look forward to Adam O'Brien going up against the club that taught him everything. You know, he obviously had one year at the Roosters, but he had nine years or ten years at the Melbourne Storm against Craig Bellamy. So he would know all the players' traits, all the habits, what the Melbourne Storm rely upon. So this is a big test for the for the Newcastle Knights. Robbie, you and Noddy both gave Callum Ponga a massive rap, rightfully so, off the top of the show. But yeah. how will his role change if one of the inexperienced players in Tex Hoy or Phoenix Crossland are at six? Oh, I don't think it'll change too much, to be honest. Even like Noddy mentioned with Kurt Mann, he's always been a runner as well. And uh, you see with Kalen, he jumps in sometimes in that... Uh, even though he's at one, he's playing almost as a second 5'8 with the ball pl- his ball-playing ability. That ball he threw, I think it was on last play to, to Bradman Best. Yes, yeah. And then he, he uh, drew the winger for, for Edric Lee to score. That, that pass was just sublime. Um, and I, just on another note, I think the way Andrew McCulloch slotted in that side, you know, we mentioned it when they signed him, that you know, he's just a no-frills hooker. He's going to give good service. He's going to get his job done, get through his work in defence. Um, it was his first game, and you, just, you wouldn't have even noticed... Uh, because he just slotted straight in and the team just kept going like it was clockwork. Okay, yeah. This is your chance to say what you're going to say about the Storm. So Cameron Smith has been named at hooker. Yeah. Riley Jackson has been named at halfback. Is that the way they'll run out? Well, it's not like a coach has ever lied to the media or named Never. the wrong team and then an hour before they can change. I think if Cameron Smith gets named at halfback, because we saw some reports over the weekend, he could get named at halfback. It just creates talk all week. Melbourne Storm don't like talk around their side. They like to stay under their radar, go about it. I think Cameron Smith at some stage plays halfback. So whether it means Riley Jacks does start and then they make the positional change as the game he's flows. He's sitting on the fence. I think he's sitting on the fence. He'll start. Okay. He'll start at halfback. I like, I like Robbie Stolley. I think is that your big prediction? No, I, I think he's, Riley Jacks will start at halfback to allow Brandon Smith not to play the full 80 minutes at dummy half. Okay. We'll get another bold prediction from you at the end of the show. I've got to move on to another interesting game, let's just say that, uh, between two very unhappy coaches at the moment. West Tigers against the Raiders, Saturday night at Campbelltown Stadium. Now, Michael Maguire, after their loss to the Titans, said he'd had enough and he wasn't joking. There are some massive changes here. No bigger, though, than Benji Marshall being axed. The co-captain is in Jersey 18 with Josh Reynolds named at 5'8". Winger Robert Jennings has also been dropped for young gun Tommy Talao. Plenty of change in the forwards as well. Zane Musgrove and Chris Lawrence has been na- have been named to start. Russell Packer and Michael Cheekham are back alongside Thomas McKayley, who drops to the bench. And Luke Garner and Billy Walters have also felt the full brunt of Madge's wrath. They're outside the 17. Ricky Stewart wasn't a happy man after his side's lost the Knights, but hasn't made any changes to his top team. The only concern for the Green Machine surrounds Jack Whiten, who has to pass the relevant testing this week to be cleared to play after suffering a head knock on Sunday. Just a quick update on John Bateman. He's had surgery since we were on air last. Uh, Second bout of shoulder surgery this year. It looks like it's all gone well, and he's hopeful of getting back at some stage later this year. But let's look at the uh, home side. Here's what Michael Maguire had to say after the Tigers' loss to the Titans. I'm sick and tired of the ups and downs of performance, simple as that. We need to change that. That's what this club has been. Um, I didn't want to say that, but that's the truth. And the truth is that we need to fix it as a playing group, coaching staff and everyone, is that we need to change the way this club does things around how we do things when we perform. People talk about whether or not we win the big games or challenge the big teams or play less against the lower teams. Well, that's character. So we need to fix that. We need to fix it fast. Harsh words, but Robbie Farrup, are they fair? That must hurt to hear, given your link to the club. You played there your whole career, or um, most of your career. No, it doesn't hurt, because it's the truth. Uh, and it's something that Madge and I spoke about. It was something that really, 
uh, struck a nerve with me you know, it was a real, like, through my career uh, as a club. You know, I was never, I was, I was so competitive that I always wanted to win, and there were there were things you see day in day out, and things need to change, and they never changed. And uh, when Madge was uh, in line to get the job, it was something that I spoke with him openly about, and uh, and I told him that you know there needs to be a change of the club. Uh, he understood that, he accepted the challenge, obviously, and it was something that we regularly spoke about last year when I was playing under him as well. Um, He's made some massive calls. I, it's, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. It's, it's a hard one for me to comment on because Benji's such a great mate of mine and, and Madge's such a, a close friend of mine as well. Um, well. I think Benji's been our best player in the two wins we've had. And I think if there's some other players up uh, in that side that can count themselves quite lucky, to be honest, uh, because they've been going a lot worse than Benji has. So is Madge looking for a reaction? Uh, you, you know, you, you see someone like he's, he's, cut, he's cut the head off of, of your leader, pretty much. You know, so does everyone else look at that and say... If he's gone and done that, well, you know, I'm next. So he's put everyone on notice by doing this. I just hope he's made the right call because, yeah, Benji's a leader and this is a, this is a club at the moment and a side last year we had no... We didn't have many leaders in that side. We don't have many leaders, you know, this year. And now Benji not in the 17, it becomes a more inexperienced side as well. Noddy, that was a fair statement he made after that loss, but it's an even bigger statement dropping your co-captain, someone of Benji's experiences who's been in pretty good form. Well, and as Robbie said, I think every, I think the last three or four coaches that have probably coached the West Tigers have all had the same, or said the same comments at some stage in their coaching career there. So uh, it, you can't just change culture though by dropping a couple of players. Culture doesn't yeah. just change overnight, or culture doesn't change. 100%. In a week, it's all about the habits it's, you, you it's rely day on. Day it's yeah. day in day out, and, and Benji's not one that uh, shirks his work through the week. You know, he's the most one of the most professional players there. So, um, I, I think it's just a message. He, he's done this to send a message. I just hope it's the right the right call this week. Uh, but I hope it's not too long before we see Benji back in that side, that's for sure. They're, they're up against it, though, with the Raiders. What does Michael Maguire do next week if there's no response from his players? Because you can't just keep dropping good players. Well, that's the thing, and we saw it with McGregor at the start of the year too when uh, he was making key yeah. changes in his spine and uh, you know, there was no consistency with combinations and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, and, and, and can I say as well, I'm really happy for Josh Reynolds mm. on the other mm. side of the fence. Uh, Josh is also a great mate of mine who, you know, he's been through a, a hell of a 12 months, probably 24 months at the Tigers through injury and off-field issues. So, yeah, he gets his chance now in the number six jersey, which I'm, I'm really happy for. Unfortunately, it's at the expense of... Another mate of mine in Benji Marshall. I don't think we actually expect... I didn't expect the West Tigers to play in the eight this year anyway. So I expected the culture to change a little bit. They'd buy some players. they keep improving. To, to, when you wreck your salary cap or you, wreck, you make some poor decisions business-wise on who you buy and for how many years, it, it affects not only that coach but the next coach that comes in because you can't dramatically change what you want to go and get because mm. the salary cap stops you. Yeah. Yeah, but they've they got a good enough squad there to make the eight. I don't, I don't cop that and... It, it doesn't really matter what you believe or what I like the outsiders. I'm, this side, and I'm telling you, they, they believe that they can make the eight. But for, you know, they, they showed up in round one, got a win. An embarrassing performance against the Knights in round, in round two. two. Came back after the break, got a good win. And then, like, I can't remember the last time we won three in a row as a club. Uh, that'll be a stat for you to get up, but at least a couple of years. We didn't win three in a row last year. I don't think we won three in, the, in a row the year before, so... If you're not doing that, you're not going to give yourself a chance. All right, well, we can't uh, wait to see the West Tigers in action and the Raiders. That's Ricky Stewart's 400th match, so no doubt he'll want his troops up for this one. Uh, was it just an off day against the Knights, or do they have some serious issues in, in terms of their edge defence? Oh, a bit of both. They, they were off as well. So Ricky Stewart probably had all right to give his team a bit of a blast and say, hang on, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we've had a couple of good wins. People are talking about us, but, you know, you got caught off off by the Knights. I thought on the edge defensively they were a little bit poor. You know, I thought, as you said... Uh, 
Caelan Ponga come up with two medial passes to the left edge, and, and that was the Bailey Simonson mm. and and uh, Curtis Scott edge. I think that needs to be fixed. So whether Rapana comes back this week and starts, I'm not too sure. Uh, I thought they were a bit off. You know, Jared Croker makes a line break. They don't score. Uh, Whiten kicks out in the full. Just the football guides or the bounce of the ball wasn't in their favour, where it was in favour of Newcastle. But And sometimes that can happen, but I'd expect Ricky to have him um, back up this week. They better be. Both. I can't wait for this. Oh, this could be, after, after the changes for the Tigers and Ricky's rant last week, this could be one of the best games of the round. Anyway, got to move on to another cracker. Uh, the Bulldogs against the Roosters, uh, both winners in round four. Sunday Arvo footy at Bankwest Stadium. The Bulldogs enjoyed their first win uh, of the season on the weekend, but Dean Pays made one change. Christian Crichton comes onto the bench for Kerrit Holland. Remus Smith could be a late out for the Dogs. He's challenging a one-match ban for kneeing Micah Ravalawa at the judiciary tonight. The Rampaging Roosters welcome back the world's best player, James Tedesco, despite their massive win last week, 59 points. Uh, he was out with a high temperature, so uh, he's been cleared to return. Uh, his return sees Brett Morris shift to the wing with Ryan Hall falling outside the 17. Victor Radley has been cleared of a serious elbow injury and will be given every chance to overcome what the club is saying is a sore elbow. Veteran Mitch Orbison still can't force his way back into Trent Robertson's game day squad. Uh, Noddy, they fought for their coach so hard, the Bulldogs against the Dragons. They earned the win. Will Hopawati, 32 carries, something ridiculous, yeah. some great efforts. But what's a pass mark against the Roosters? Oh, they'll be, they'll be full of confidence. Obviously, as you said, Will Hopawati went back to his fullback position, which is his probably favourite position. Kieran Foran plays his turn of game. They had the coaches under enormous pressure. Uh, they did play against a side that is going horrible um, and against a side this week called the Roosters that are absolutely flying and play at a much faster pace. Uh, I don't expect them to get too close, to be honest, to the Roosters. I think the, the Roosters are just playing at a faster pace. They get Tedesco back. I'd like to know, how is Remus Smith going to get off a charge of kneeing when he kneed him and made contact mm. with the person? I'm not his defence counsel, well, I, so I'm not going to comment. I'm serious. Like, you go to the judiciary, you've been charged with kneeing, you knee him, and you're going to fight it. Robbie, uh, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's talk, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, let's talk about the Roosters. If you're yeah. one of the 15 other coaches sitting back on Thursday and I go, I want to see how this Rooster side goes tonight, what, are you scared by what you see? Uh, it was a pretty dominant performance. Again, against an undermanned Broncos side, but you can only perform against who, who you're up against. And they just put them to the sword. They were clinical. They were fast. Uh, I tell you what, Brett Morris would be filthy. Uh, he's not in the number one yeah. jersey this week because he was out. Both Morris brothers, they've been two unbelievable pickups. I can't imagine how the Bulldogs let both those guys go because they've still got lots of good football left in, it, left in them. Brett showed it last year at the Roosters. Josh was in great form uh, at the Sharks, forced his way in, back into the origin side last year. Now they both find themselves together at the Roosters playing some great football. It, across the park, they're just... They're unbelievable. Um, but I think there might be an upset this week. Oh, that is amazing. Is that your bold prediction early? I'm going early. Okay. I'm going early. I, li I like what I saw from the dogs last week. I think Will Hopoati back in the one jersey gave him an extra dimension. In attack, I thought it was the best I've seen the dogs play yeah. in a long time. They've, they, there was no one-out carries. Their forwards were going in numbers. They were playing through them. Kieran Foran back obviously brought a lot of confidence to the, the other guys around him. Um, I think, and the, and the dogs, the, the old dogs of war, 
you know, I think um, it could be something brewing this week. All right, we might have to get Robbie's temperature tested after the show to make sure he <laughs> is not unwell. Let's move on to the last game uh, of round five. The Dragons, the only team without a win this year, taking on the Sharks in the local derby, 6.30pm at Campbelltown Stadium. Tariq Sims, well, he is a big-name casualty for the Dragons. The rep forward broke his wrist against the Bulldogs and is facing four to six weeks on the sidelines, just what they didn't need. Tyrell Fuimeono has been recalled to the starting side. Ewan Aiken is at centre with Braden Williami sideline with a leg injury he picked up against the Dogs. After being dropped last week, Matt Dufty is back on the bench as the utility option. Friday night is said to be, sorry, Sunday night is said to be a big match uh, for Tyson Frizzell in particular. He plays his 150th NRL match. Let's look at the Sharks. John Morris has made his mind up with his spine. Matt Moylan is at fullback, which means that Will Kennedy misses out. Chad Townsend's return from a hamstring injury sees Sean Johnson move to 5'8". Marwin Harodi is on the wing for Ronaldo Mortalo, who has a knee injury. He'll miss this week at least. He's gone for scans. While Andrew Fafida is a massive in uh, from injury, Toby Rudolph drops back to the bench with Sifa Talakai missing out on his spot in the 17. Uh, Noddy, uh, Mary McGregor, he's in charge this week. Clearly his message to the players in the last couple of weeks hasn't worked. So what's his message just before his troops run out this week? Well, I don't think it really matters too much. It's local derby. Uh, this game means so much more than just a normal two points. Uh, big brother, little brother, little brother, big brother. Um, four lines can go out the window. So th that's what will help Paul McGregor this week. The side should be able to get up for this occasion. Uh, unfortunately, there's not going to be the blockbuster crowd that you normally go do see at these local derbies. Obviously, we've got Parramatta versus Penrith also early in the round, which won't be the sellout that we'd normally to get the hype around. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think the rivalry will be, be enough to get the side up. Uh, I'd like to think the players don't need the coach to give him a bit of a lift or a spray when the local derby and where the only side without a win this year is, is competing. Mm. Robbie, do you expect to see a response from the Dragons players this week? I'd like to think so, yeah. yeah. I think um, they owe it to their coach. I think what they dished up last week uh, was just not good enough, as I mentioned earlier. And Look, and I like the fact that he stuck with the spine that he went with last week. He believed that that was their best spine last week and you know, things don't change that quickly in a week of football. So uh, he's given them another chance. Um, so and it's up to them now. Like they've, they could have, he could have easily you know, dropped two or three of them. He's given them another chance, so they owe it to him to have a good performance. The shark spine has John Morris gone with the right mix? Has he left the right player out? Well, I guess you know, we'll find out on on Sunday night, really. But look, we've seen Madge you can't drop. Sit on him. No, you I'm got not sitting on the fence, but I, I tell you what, Sean Johnson is running out of chances. Uh, you know, he's been there a long time, and he's coming under a lot of pressure. And you know, Kennedy's you know, taking the rap for it this week, and, and he's he's sitting out the game, but. Um, where uh, I don't think anyone would have complained or raised an eyelid, batted an eyelid if, if Johnson got dropped. So, uh, yeah, he comes with a lot of experience. He comes on the big money, uh, the big reputation. He needs to start performing. There's no doubt about it. This is the best side they've, they've named all year. This is, this is the best side that they could put on paper. So you'd like to think there's a... They, were, they won last week, but it was scrappy against the Cowboys. This is the best team they could put on paper. As you see, there's been a little bit of media reports about the coach and about the 5-8 being under a little bit of pressure. So the only way to, to answer that critic is to keep winning. Play right. well and win. And well, it's a game they should... Like, you're playing against the Dragons, bottom of the... They're going to be expected to win. So with expectation, you know, obviously, you know, they've just got to go out and perform and live up to those expectations. Just, just quickly on Matt Moylan, his body's 
broken down yeah. and failed on him in the last couple of years. Are you, are you worried about the workload he has to get through at fullback, given his hammies that have failed him? Well, that, that was obviously the concern, whether he would get named in the one position because of the workload. But obviously the, the medical staff there and the, the training staff believe that he can do that. And they've got uh, Marweni Hirotti on the wing there, who's played a little bit of fullback in his time uh, when he was at the Bunnies. So you know, do, do you see him interchanging a bit to give Moylan a bit of a break at times you know, during the game to get him through? But... Look, you'd have to back the medical staff there at the Sharks. They believe he can get through the game and they've named him in the one jersey. All right, make sure you have your eyeballs on this match on a Sunday night. You can watch it on Nine, Foxtel and Sky New Zealand, of course, with us. And, of course, with our streaming partner, KO, all right here on the NRL app using your Telstra Live Pass. If you're overseas, as I mentioned, watch NRL Global Pass is what you need. All right, uh, you went off early with your prediction. Do you want to backtrack and make no, another no. one? Are you sticking with it? No, no, I think, you know... Um no one expects the Dogs to win this week. No one at all. And they're a club that when they're backs against the wall and they've just got a bit of confidence out of the win last week, I just give them a little hope. Look, they, they probably won't win, but I'll give them a chance. I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion as everyone else thinks. So the Dogs will be a big shot this week. Noddy, do you have anything as bold as that? Well, I had James Tedesco to score a double last week. Obviously, we just put him on ice. We'll bring back this week. He'll score a double and the Dogs will get beat by 15-plus. Oh, can we, can we gamble on here? Yeah. No. Can we gamble? No, gambling. no, no. no, no personal oh, oh, bets? Oh. Coffee. Coffee. Coffee for everyone in the office next well, week. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's big cheers. Yeah, big cheers. Can we do it while there's hey, good stuff? You're lucky oh, yeah. there's only, <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky there's only a few of us in here. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. we'll be back next Tuesday. But before that, on Monday, we've got Inside of the NRL. Katie Brown, Michael Chamis and Jamie Soud from uh, 5pm Monday. Yesterday was a great show off the back of the Dragons and Bulldogs uh, match. No doubt next show from 5 p- next week's show from 5pm will be a cracker as well. Now, I like it. What do you think, Tense? The colours are good. Of course, these are the Mark mm. Hughes Foundation beanies. Uh, next week is beanies for brain cancer round in the NRL. As I said last week, we don't have to wait long. Uh, Robbie looking the goods. Yeah. Noddy looking great. There's also you can also purchase kids' versions as well. So yep, three different colours you can choose. So go out to Mark Hughes yeah. Foundation or yeah, you can get them IGA. You can get them at some lows as well. So yeah. make sure you uh, get on board. Twenty five dollars for these ones and twenty dollars for the kids. Uh, Robbie, you were part of a, a couple of uh, these rounds as a player. Uh, yeah. Does it mean extra? Is it an extra special for the players? Well, it was last last year. Actually, my three hundredth game was mm. Mark Hughes round. So. Uh, it it's holds a great memory for me and extra special for me. And obviously we mentioned how, how great a cause it is. Um, so I just hope everyone involved in rugby league, you know, fans, players, officials, you know, just get behind a great cause and let's raise as much money as we can this weekend. Yeah, well said. And it's starting to get cold out there. So uh, after this, I might yeah, have to yeah. wear this one to my car because I'm a little bit soft. Noddy? Thanks for your time. <laughs> Robbie, thanks for your time. Uh, can't wait for the footy this weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday.